All right. Hey, good morning to you. Welcome. If you're brand new, my name's Ryan Ingram. We're thrilled, thrilled, thrilled to have you. We're actually in between series. Next week, we're going to kick off a brand new series entitled Spark, Love, Sex, and God, and talking about this unique reality of how our sexuality and spirituality uh, actually are intimately connected, and you don't want to miss that. Last week, we finished up our famous series, and if you missed any part of that, uh, you can go to awakeningchurch.com and listen to that. This morning, we want to pause as a community and celebrate. I'm calling it uh, Celebration Sunday, which is a little odd since four weeks ago we had our birthday, which is really our Celebration Sunday. But one of the things that we want to grow as a community, as a church, is actually grow in the discipline of celebration. I don't know if you've thought of it that way, but celebration is actually a spiritual discipline where we look back and remember what God has done is doing, and then as a result is going to do. And so we want to take time this morning to practice the spiritual discipline of celebration. And some of you are going like, wow, he's talking about discipline this morning. But it's fun. It's the fun one. Uh, In fact, I'm calling it this morning the command to remember, as the command to remember is remember Uh, is that we remember throughout the Bible, throughout the Scripture, over and over you get this command to remember, to look back, to think upon, don't forget. And here's the reason why. We as humans have this propensity, this tendency to be incredibly forgetful, don't we? I I mean, just we, we forget things so quickly. In fact, Facebook has picked up on this. Right? They have that celebrate, or you've been friends for nine years, and you have that photo book, right? And, and then you see those pictures, and some of them you wish they weren't <laughs> memories, but they are. Uh, but, but because we forget. We forget so often. And, and as a result, our, our past doesn't inform our future. And so we want to make sure as a community we stop and celebrate the God who has shown up and worked in our lives, in our community, because we are trusting him to continue to do the same thing. Uh, Psalm 105 Uh, is this incredible psalm of remembrance. And the psalmist starts it off with remember and then works through their exodus journey out of the land of Egypt for the people of Israel. And often throughout Scripture, you find this remembrance. Uh, God calls us to remember his statutes statutes or decrees, his ways and his promises, his, his mighty deeds. He gives us visual ways to do it. If you look in the Old Testament of actual um, monuments that they set up and in the New Testament, we have communion. It's very visual ways to remember, to celebrate. He, he writes it down. Uh, you know, this, if you go through the Psalms, you'll find that there's often times to remember through that. Uh, in fact, here's something that's so cool. Like, just think about this, because sometimes we miss this about God. Like, all the festivals, all the celebrations in the Old Testament point back to an activity or an event where God showed up powerfully. And, and so they were ways, these celebrations, these parties, with a, with, with a purpose, really, uh, for the people to remember how God had worked. 
And so we're going to take time this morning to just simply celebrate and remember. And so if you're new, this is a great time to see what God's doing and how he's working in this community. In fact, I just want to start off with that Psalm uh, 105. And I want to do something. And it's corny, and I get it. But as I read Psalm 105, the first five verses, you got like a noisemaker, and maybe you don't have a noisemaker, so you can use your voice. That's a noisemaker. Um, and this morning in church, we're going to make a lot of noise. We're going to celebrate, and celebration isn't quiet. Celebration is always loud. You never had anyone celebrate and go, woo. Right? I mean, that's just not how you celebrate. Celebration is always loud and like, woo! And this is what we're going to be doing this morning is we're going to be celebrating. So anytime I get to a point that calls us to celebrate, then I want you to celebrate church together loudly. Okay? You with me? Yeah. All right. All right. Yes. Love it. Okay. So first, Psalm 105, verse 1, give thanks to the Lord. Call on his name, make known among the nations what he has done. Sing to him. Sing praise to him. Tell of his wonderful acts. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord uh, and his strength. Seek his face always. Remember. I love this. You guys did good. You did good, right, by the way. You did real good. Remember the wonders of what he has done. And that's what we're going to do this morning, and you're primed and ready to go. In, in fact, I, I simply want to kind of look, I want to look at four areas that we're going to celebrate. The first is an area where, as a dream, we started out as, this way, to raise up the next generation of world changers. We, we believe in this generation. We believe the future of the church rests in the hands of the next generation. So we want to raise them up. We want to be a part of their story as they lead out and change this world in the name of Jesus. And one of the ways that we do that is through a thing called Protege. Uh, and Protege is an intensive leadership development program for young leaders. They commit nine months of their time. They commit to 15 to 20 hours per week of their time. They serve in a particular ministry. They have a mentor that walks with them throughout the year. They meet and are develop in, uh, in strategic meetings as far as, you know, their skills of their character, uh, the skills of their competency, and their skills of uh, just overall training of leadership and theology. And last year was our first year. And by the way, God blessed us with Steve Saccone, who wrote the book literally on Protégé. Um, <laughs> And so last year we started out and we had five protégés, which was phenomenal. This year we have 15 protégés and I wanted to introduce them to you. They... They kind of walked out with a little swag, didn't they? I was like, like what's up? <laughs> Here's what I want you to do. I just want you to meet them, see them, and, and, and get to hear from them. And so uh, if you just wouldn't mind, you did it once already, but share your name and then where, what areas specifically you're serving in. I'm Taylor, and I uh, serve with the worship. I'm, yeah. 
I'm Roland, and I lead our Awakening Youth. Please hold your horns to the end. <laughs> I'm Dylan, and I'm leading the cafe team. I'm Annie, and I'm also leading the cafe. I'm Cassie, and I'm leading Connection. I'm Brandy, and I help with the youth ministry. I'm Johan, and I help with the youth ministry. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, I'm Reagan, and I help with worship and arts. I'm Jennifer, and I help with the youth ministry. I'm Carolyn, and I lead with the preschool. I'm David. I do worship and production. <laughs> I'm Cameron, and I lead in K through first. And I'm Nick. I do uh, space production and shuttle. I'll take that from you. Isn't that awesome? Man. One, we're thrilled for you this year. They're a month in. Uh, we're excited. I'm, I'm excited for what God's going to do in every single one of you this year and then what he's going to do through you. And, and by the way, the through part, I believe, is not just this year, but you're investing not just in this year of your life, but you're investing in your future and your character and how God's going to use you for a lifetime. So thank you very much for stepping into that. And what I want to do as a church, if you wouldn't mind, would you stand up and we're just going to pray for them as they start on this journey. Jesus, thank you so much for the young women and men standing before us. God, I pray your blessing over them. I ask that you would give them the courage to move forward, even when it gets hard, to grow and to uh, lead with integrity, that you would instill in them your great confidence you already have for them and that they would find their identity secure in you. That they would embrace that this is their moment to stand and to lead and that you're developing them not for just for now but for the rest of their lives. Thank you for them and the work you're doing in them and we commit them to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Guys, can go. Whose idea was it to give you guys those horns? <laughs> and here, here's what you need to know, too. It was really exciting. You know, it's another we're in youth ministry and Roland's overseeing that as, as a second year protege, junior high, high school and that's a big emphasis for us is raising up the next generation of world changers and uh, if many of you know that we started out with Sunday evening oriented and we're working our way getting back to leading uh, Sunday evenings as well actually next Sunday just so you know we're throwing a worship night down at Forger downtown, uh, warehouse style, um, it's going to be awesome uh, but in launching a Sunday evening, we want to pave the way with worship and prayer. We, we want to lead out of worship. We, we want the song of God to go before us as we call out and believe him for this generation. And so I'd invite you next week to join us uh, Sunday evening at Forge or 7 o'clock as we start that journey of envisioning what he wants to do on Sunday evenings. Okay, so the first thing we're going to remember is that we're going to raise up the next generation of Thank you, four people. I love you. Love you. We're going to raise up the next generation of... Absolutely. God's doing that. Also, we are a catalyst. This is who we are, fundamentally, a catalyst 
for spiritual and social change. That's what a Jesus follower is. And let's celebrate how we've done that. Last year, or last week, not last year, <laughs> three years ago we did something. Um, <laughs> last week was one of those moments where we got to see it just tangibly lived out. Every one of you showed up uh, and you came to church dressed real nice and then you rolled up your sleeve and you served this campus. From day one, we said this is more than a place to meet. This is a people to love and we have just systematically loved on this campus and you guys did an incredible job that's having such an impact. And so I wanted you to check out this video of how we're having social change. Here's what's cool. Just, just right around 100 of you served last Sunday. Uh, and here's what I love. I got an email this week from Jen, the principal here, and she wrote me. She said, hey, Ryan, we're so grateful for the work the church did on Sunday. It looks amazing. We are so blessed to have you as, and listen to the terminology, I love this, as our partner. Don't you love that? Uh, if you don't, uh, Jen and I were talking this last week, and she started her tenure as principal here the same time we started as a church. It was her uh, welcoming us in. She had to give the okay for us to even meet here. Uh, and so we've been journeying together. She's an incredible, incredible leader uh, and seeing God do in- amazing things on this campus. And that her perspective is one that we're partners, we're co laborers with her in reaching and impacting this school. I hope the church fellowship realizes what a difference it makes to attend a school uh, that, are, that all are proud of. Thank you for being that difference for us. Good on you, church. Good on you. It's so awesome because here's what we know. We can't just talk about love. We can't just say I love you. We have to show I love you. And you did that last week. And we just want to remember and remind ourselves of what God is doing and how he's working, that we're not just, we're not just raising up the next generation of world changers. We are a catalyst for both spiritual and social change. And it starts in our own neighborhood, in our own backyards, and it starts with right where we meet. And God is working and moving through you. The third thing I want to celebrate with you this morning is we've said this, that we don't want to be a church of missional communities. We want to be a church with. No, wait, I said that backwards. Ah! (laughs) We don't want to be a church with missional communities. We want to be a church of. Thank you. 
Yeah, okay. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be here next week. Uh, now, here's why. We don't go to church. We are the church. So everywhere you go, church is happening. And so we believe life change happens best when you're gathered with other people in community, growing to become more like him. But then it's not stopped there. It's not limited there. Then live on purpose. Live on your mission. Live out your call. Help make other followers of Jesus, other disciples. That's why missional community is so central to who we are. We launched those last week. We have a little, like 170 people in missional communities. We had 31 leaders, 17 brand new leaders, no, 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 19 brand new leaders and 17 missional communities started last week. Thank you. Okay. And I just love that. So if you're a missional community leader, we just want to honor you, celebrate you real quick. Would you stand up? Would you just stand up for us real quick? And we're going to blow our horns and root and clap. Thank you. Thank you for stepping. Well, um, did your horn get broken or No. <laughs> But thank you for stepping in and stepping up and leading our community. Um, the fourth and final thing, and I just want to kind of pave the way for this, is in a, in a second, I just want to have just a time where we share as a community, where I'm going to open it up and just ask you, like, how is God working? How is he moving in your life and maybe using our community to do that? And I didn't, like, seed it with, I have someone starting or anything like that. So if it's really awkwardly silent for a while, um, you know why. There you go. <laughs> Here's the fourth thing that I, that I just love. Um, is every single Sunday, I have a singular prayer. In fact, we have a singular aim that we would create a space, we would create an environment, we would create a place where people can have a life-changing encounter with God. No matter where you come on the spectrum of spirituality, and maybe you're just investigating this whole God thing or investigating Jesus, or if you're all the way over here and you're like, no, 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 I have the badge, I have the whole deal, I know, you know, I can tell you all 66 books of the Bible, all along that spectrum that when you show up into this room, you encounter God. God of the universe and you meet with him in such a way that it wrecks you in the most wonderful way possible. Amen. That our lives would be lived out radically different Monday through Friday. And so I want to take time because from the very beginning we started as right here. We started right here four years ago and just simply celebrate the women and men who make it possible every single week for us to gather together for people's lives to be transformed by Jesus. And so I'm just going to say different people who are serving in different capacities, not different people, but different areas. And if you're in this area, just stand up. We're going to clap for you, and then you can sit down. But here's something cool. There's 148 people serving in some capacity in our church. 
Isn't that cool? That's amazing. All right. So if you're part of Set Up and Tear Down, would you stand up real quick for us and we just honor you? Now here's what's so cool, here's what's so cool about set up and tear down. They're not just setting up kids space, they're not just putting up chairs. You know what they're doing? They're preparing the way for God to work. They have laid the foundation for what happens in this space and what's happening in our kids space to take place. And that's why it's so vital and important that we have men and women who stand up and wake up early because they're preparing the way for God to move. Now, how about kids ministry? Anybody serve in kids ministry or youth ministry? Now, here's, here's something pretty big for us. We don't have child care. We never have. We never will. We don't do child care. You know what we do? We do kids' ministry. We minister to kids. You know, these women and men who serve our kids, this is so great. This is so amazing. They show up, and they spend their time with your kids and my kids and their heart cry is that they, they would pass on the heart and love of a father, that they would be captivated with his love for a lifetime, not just a time in their life. And they're raising up, they literally are raising up the next generation of world changers. Well, how about, this is one near and dear to my heart, if you serve on cafe, um, you stand up. You stand up. We, Early on, we wanted to create a space where people love to be and hate to leave. <laughs> we did. Where you immediately feel like you're at home. Here's a cool story for you. Um, a number of years ago, a guy, he had a great name. His name was Ryan. Uh, and he showed up with his wife. He didn't know Jesus. She came, uh, had a spiritual background, but didn't really know Jesus. But they just wanted to start going to church, uh, or she did. And so he said, I'll go. And so he started coming to our church and through the process came to know Jesus. Uh, in that process, um, as he was w with us, and it was actually before he came to know Jesus, he called Awakening his home and he started serving before he came to know Jesus, which is kind of an important point, by the way, because a lot of people will connect to community first before they connect to Jesus, and we invite everyone into the community of God and invite them to know who God is. And so as a result, he's on this journey, but he's a really, he's a stud chef, like really stud chef, like when President Obama was in town, cooked for him, stud chef, yeah, yeah. And so he's like, you know, Ryan, I have all these connections. I'd love to use that for awakening somehow. I've been working with this coffee company. They're up and coming. Verve, have you ever heard of them? I said, yeah, yeah, I, I, I have. I love Verve. <laughs> and he said, well, why don't I ask and see if they can donate coffee to your church? He makes a phone call. Ever since then, Verve has donated coffee to Awakening Church. We don't actually pay for the world's best coffee. We just get to enjoy it because of that. And then, and then he's like, you know, I have this connection with this bakery, Petite Ponds. They, they, you know, serve uh, Whole Foods and different, you know, fine establishments like that. And uh, he's like, why don't I ask them and see if they could, you know, deliver pastries and, and give that to you guys. And I said, well, that sounds amazing. 
He makes a phone call. And so on Sunday mornings, when Petite Ponds makes their drop off at Whole Foods, right down the street, they come and make another drop right here. Sunday mornings, and they uh, donate their pastries. And so those pastries and that coffee, which is phenomenal, uh, is all because one person decided to use their gifts and their connections, and as a result, creating a space where people love to be and hate to leave that feels like home. When you're brand new, you show up and you go, wow, uh, they thought of me is all the way out there. Isn't that amazing how God shows up and works? All right, if you're a welcome or ushers or connection team, would you stand up and we just want to celebrate you real quick. So cool. And let me tell you what's so cool about them that maybe you haven't thought about. Do you realize that they're the message before the message? Like the first five minutes that you show up and you don't know anyone, you're, you don't know what to expect. And when you meet someone who's kind, who's friendly, who directs you somewhere, all of a sudden you feel like, hey, I'm wanted, I'm welcomed. And they're the message far before the message is ever declared. And you get to speak into people's lives and make them feel immediately at home and loved. And we're grateful for you. How about the worship and tech team? Anybody like the worship around here? Yeah, I do too. Maybe if you're in the part of the worship. And, and I'll just pick on Andrew since he stood up over there. I picked on Reed the last time. Because the guys behind, not on stage, don't get a whole lot of press time, but they serve so faithfully. Andrew, man, we've been together nine years, uh, and he's been serving and doing uh, audio and all sorts of stuff. Any crazy idea I have... Uh, he figures out how to do it, uh, literally. I mean, I'm going, hey, we want to do this outdoor thing. He's like, cool, cool. I'll start getting all this sort of gear. And, uh, you know, when we were starting this church, he was instrumental in helping us figure out all the gear that we needed. Uh, and, I mean, just an amazing, incredible group of people that God's brought to serve every single Sunday so that people can have a life-changing encounter with God. There's one group that I, don't, I forgot actually last service and I feel terrible about it, <laughs> but I want this one. And the final group that I want uh, to highlight is we have a prayer ministry, a prayer team. And if you're a part of that, would you stand up and just... And this is so cool because we have uh, an incredible group of people that pray all throughout the week that are available and pray for people on Sundays. And we believe wherever prayer focuses, the power of God falls. That's biblical. And, and so as a result, we are a praying community desperate for God seeing him at work, that we're most productive when we pray. And we don't want to just have a prayer team. We want, we want to be a church that prays. And so it's so very thankful for the people that God has brought there. And here's why this matters. Here's why we're celebrating, why we're remembering, is we are and we're growing to become a worshiping community of passionate Jesus followers. And sometimes it's just so helpful to be reminded that God's at work and that God's moving and that we're not alone on this journey, right? That, that you sit back and you hear some stories of how he's moving and working. 
And here's why this matters to us, and we've said it from day one. It's our, we exist, we gather to awaken this generation to new life. This is why we do what we do. This is what motivates and inspires us. And so I wanted to just take a moment and just share some stories, maybe of your life, of how God's showing up and working. Now, now just keep it a couple minutes or a minute or a few sentences, not a 30-minute sermon. Um, But, man, we'd love to hear how God's working and moving in your life. And so if you want to share, man, this is what God's doing. This is how he's used awakening or a relationship or a person uh, in my life. You just raise your hand, and and I got... uh, I got D money over here that's going to uh, that's going to run around. So, all right. Anybody, raise your hand. Go for it. All right, over there. Oh, you don't have to look. <laughs> but. Um, God is helping me to go back to school um, so that I can work with at-risk kids. Mm. That's cool. That's amazing. Love that. Fresh vision for the future. Love that. All right, who else? See, it wasn't that scary. It wasn't that hard. You did great. I, um, I work in the nursery, and so I just get to hold babies and... Um, one of the things that Kirsten has really encouraged the, the children's leaders is to pray. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we meet before church even starts and we pray together. But then I just continue to pray. I even just share the gospel. If you have babies, they've heard the gospel if I've, if I've held them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just tell them about Jesus. Oh, I love um, that. Because I think that there's power in that. So. Absolutely. And that's because of Kirsten's encouragement. Mm, I love that. I love that. All right, what else? How is God working and moving in your life? Hey, I'm Glenn. Um, just uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had a, a really great time with a bunch of the guys at um, Andre's house. Um, uh, we call it Hebrews, guys brewing coffee. Um, but what was really cool about it was um, there, were, there were a number of folk who came, neighbors as well, um, and, and there was just a really great time of connecting with, with people who perhaps aren't Jesus followers, but actually in a very natural and fun way. So. Oh, that's cool. I love that. I love that. Hi, my name is Sarah. Um, through me, um, coming back to uh, God and changing my life and totally just depending on the Lord, um, my best friend here has come back to God. Wow. By, by coming here supporting me, and she's here now. Oh. That's <laughs> awesome. Thank you. All right, how about one or two more? Yeah, Nancy, over there. Thank you. Uh, I belonged to a church for 30-some, ever since I was a little baby at the same church growing up, and um, I guess you could say I'm spreading my wings and trying something new, and I really like 
the welcoming that I got when mm -hmm. I came here. So that was a very key point for me, and I really appreciate the welcoming team. Thank you. That's awesome. Thanks. Right over there. I'm going to make you run, Dwayne. Sure. Get your workout in today. Um, so I know that, unfortunately, historically, the church hasn't always had the best reputation for, like, like women-type things. But I just wanted to say, because I'm involved with, like, a lot of leadership around the city and, like, like at churches, um, a lot of the people that are really, like, stepping up with leadership are women. And I really feel like in this city, God is being so intentional about women like using women to reach out to people and that's like huge so to all the women that are serving <laughs> love it love it that's awesome all right how about one more one more yeah right over there yes um today is my first day here and um i i am i'm from chicago and um, I went to What part of Chicago? Hang, hang on, sorry. Southside. Okay, yeah, I went to Moody. <laughs> cool, that's yeah. cool. All right, sorry. Um, <laughs> I thought it was cool. <laughs> 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 but um, I graduated from Western Illinois University in Macomb, and um, the, I went to a Wesley Foundation, and it was based on serving the community. And we did a lot of, like, singing at other churches and, um, like, helping people and we also got a chance to go to Cuba on a mission trip mm. so I'm just happy to find a church that is community based and serving people because that's what I look for because that's what Jesus did when he was here he served people absolutely and so I, I'm enjoying myself <laughs> hey all right all right oh, and welcome thrilled thrilled to have you um, we're going to transition now. We just talked about, you know, the command to remember, the discipline of celebration. I'd encourage you that you would make it a discipline in your life to celebrate, to party on purpose. Woo! And I want to transition uh, to communion. When we talk about remembering, you remember Jesus' words. He said, this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And this is the new cup or, or the cup of the new covenant. My blood poured out for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And so oftentimes when we think about communion, and rightly so, it is a, it is a fairly solemn act of remembering the God who gave it all that we might have it all. It is one of those solemn acts when we remember the death and resurrection of Jesus and his sacrifice that has brought us freedom. And yet one of the parts that I think we miss sometimes is the celebration of communion. The idea that, that the early church literally called it the love feast, because it was a party on purpose. It, it was a moment where the community gathered and celebrated their union with God and their reunion to humanity, right restoration with one another. And so I want to invite us to remember and to celebrate communion. 
that his body broken for us has brought life and hope, that it has broken chains and brought healing, that his new cup of the new covenant, the reality that you don't have to earn your way to God, but God has paid your way. And where we would celebrate this morning with full hearts of the God who has worked in the past, he's working now, and we move forward with confident expectation of how he is going to work in the future. And so we practice an open table. If you're a follower of Jesus, we invite you to partake and just tear off the bread, dip it in the juice or the wine. I think it's just juice. And simply celebrate with us his great, lavish love for you. That you come under friendly skies of the God of the heavens and he delights and he pursues and he loves you. And maybe you're not a follower of Jesus and this morning you just simply cry out and you go, Jesus, I don't get it all, but they're pretty excited about you. I want to get to know you. Would you show yourself to me? And he will. Because God is active and working and moving. Jesus, thank you for this moment. Thank you for this time. Thank you for how you are working in our midst. Most of all, thank you for Jesus.